does my partner have an unhealthy relationship with his or her family? We're so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive in your relationship. Guys, welcome to The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert, a Beyond Enough production. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. And he's definitely an expert. You've been working to help couples with their extreme challenges for like 15 years, right? Yeah, a long time. And I'm glad that I'm here with you guys sharing your vulnerable story. And I hope that it helps our listeners as well. Absolutely. And if you need some help getting started, we have a free resource over at beyond-enough.com forward slash step one. And that's one, the number. It provides the first key steps to healing your relationship, regardless of how tough things are right now. All right, guys, let's roll. That's a great question, Kobe. But before we get to that great question, let's get to a great review here. It says life-changing. I started listening to this podcast to get some perspective and to hear that there are other women out there who have betrayal trauma. I found so much more from listening. I have more understanding Um, for the addict, more compassion to the addiction, and more serenity within myself. I love the blunt honesty from the hosts and hearing from Ashton and Kobe talk to each other in such a loving way gives me so much hope. The advice is so incredible. I can't express enough my gratitude for this podcast. I recommend it to everyone I know that has been affected by betrayal, trauma, and sexual addiction. Love, love, love. Well, thank you. Very sweet. And I love that. You come for one thing and you get a whole nother bag of chips. So absolutely. Thanks for the taking the time to do that review. Okay. Question. Does, does your partner have an unhealthy relationship with their family? Ashlyn, could you just kind of maybe talk about how this topic came up and, and just what, what happened a little bit? Sure. Okay. So I'm, I'm sure if you, you asked that question, everyone's hand went up because I think we all have an unhealthy relationship somewhere in our family. Right. So, um, for me, <laughs> Kobe's giving me like, what are you going to say? Um, yes, I definitely, for me, this, this started showing up. Um, we started talking about it two weeks ago in one of my groups and it was this week long discussion of sharing stories, not like, can you believe this? But like, is this what we're talking about? Is this what an unhealthy relationship looks like between, um, for, for these girls, cause I run women's groups, it was their husbands and their husband's mom. So their so mother, their mother-in-law. Yeah. Right. And so they're sharing these stories that were kind of like to, to someone listening on the outside, it's like uh ding, 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 this is super unhealthy and that's not normal. But when you're in it, uh, for instance, Kobe and I, we came into our relationship and there was this unhealthy relationship between Kobe and his mom which created for, for his mom and me, a really unhealthy relationship as well. Like I didn't get along with her. She didn't like me in the beginning when, you know, Kobe said, we're getting married. She just cried and cried. And so I felt really rejected from the get-go of like, I'm getting in the way of this relationship of mother and son. So just to summarize, Ashlyn, the, the women in your group or, or women were getting together saying, saying, oh my gosh, like, uh, you know, really trying to figure out why does my mother-in-law drive me crazy? What, yes. why, why am I having such a hard time with her, with the relationship that she has with, with my husband? 
um, and they started sharing stories and realized, oh my goodness, like <laughs> this, this might be what it is. And it sounds like what you guys were hitting on and, and what you experienced with Kobe and his mom um, is what's called an enmeshed relationship that these men have with their mother. And it's actually quite common for um, men to have an enmeshed relationship with their mother. And now I have to ask, is that a common for our audience, like someone who's dealt with addiction or just in general? Uh, yes, both. Okay. Um, okay. I, I think, I actually think there's a propensity towards sex addiction if there's enmeshment with your mother. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I would love, I, I can't quote any research on that, but having done this for 15 years, mm -hmm. you know, you think about it, it's my worth comes from pleasing a woman. My worth comes from, from, you know, making her happy and getting validation from her. And, and so you sexualize that and your worth mm -hmm. comes from pleasing a woman, your worth comes from sex. And so it, it becomes more intoxicating, um, to go and please women that way. And so that's my theory. Um, but it's common if you have enmeshment from your mom and make no mistake about it. Um, if, if you have an enmeshed relationship with your mom, what that means is you have an over attachment to your mom. Um, she's too in, in your business. She, her opinion can really guilt trip you. You avoid conflict with her. This is not a loving relationship. Don't confuse the two. Your mom, your, your mom is using you, um, to be blunt. Your, your mom is using you for her. that, like. Knowingly or unknowingly, Brandon? Probably unknowingly. Yeah. And, and I'm not, Kobe, I'm not saying this to rip on your mom in any way. If, to if it, totally, I get that. It, it is your mom bawling because you were getting married, um, the reason she was is because she used you for so long and she was going to lose something because Ashlyn was wedging in between. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so that, that attachment or that connection is not love and it's not healthy attachment. Um, and so all of a sudden the in-law comes around, um, the spouse comes around and what do you know, they don't want to go along with this, unhealthy enmeshed relationship causes some major friction, some major problems. Yeah. Um, okay. So I would just, I love, I would love to hear more of what it looks like, uh, because if you're hearing, okay, enmeshment, I, I could be having this with my mother or my mother-in-law is definitely, this is happening. Or maybe, um, I have plenty of friends who said they were, uh, women enmeshed with their dad. And yes. so it's, it's not like it's one way or another. And right? Women enmeshed with their moms happens and uh, all the, all it the ways, goes all the ways. <laughs> um, so I'd love to hear more examples of what that really can look like and feel like, and, um, maybe even sound like, um, whether it's our own experience, I know you have your own. Um, I have a couple, well, one of the girls in the group was sharing an example. Um, her mother-in-law, um, frequently comes over to their home and cleans and cooks. Oh, that's a good one. And yes. they, this, um, this wife has said, Hey, like, I appreciate what you're doing, but this is my home. Like I feel uncomfortable with you doing this and they still do it. So it's like, I'm trying to set a boundary and then they don't do it. And what she's found is her, her spouse doesn't 
have her back. He has his mom's back. Yeah. And, and when, when she has a boundary with mother-in-law, if there's an enmesh relationship there, then, then spouse husband will get really, really uncomfortable if she's being, if she's saying, Ma, if she's saying, Hey, mother-in-law, I don't want you to come cook and clean at our house. Thank you. But no, thank you. He's going to be like, Oh my gosh. And, and then side with his mom. Mm-hmm. Um, simple definition of enmeshment is lack of boundaries. And so, you know, it's things like it can be so subtle and simple. Like let's say as a couple, you don't want to go to mom and dad's house for Sunday dinner but you're worried that mom's going to freak out if you don't go. And so your spouse kind of goes anyways and guilt trips you into going like that's, that's, that seems so small. Right. But, but, but what it's showing is that he can't stand in his truth and live in his truth. The fear of the wrath of his mom is greater than, than him standing in his truth. Which sounds crazy. Like I'm sure Kobe, you're listening going, Oh my gosh. Like, no, I didn't feel that, but you probably yeah, it's, it's a, this is like a super interesting conversation because I've known for a long time that my mom and I had an enmeshed relationship. And I'll give you some examples. When I was, um, when I was young, I remember my, my dad just worked a lot, was out of town once a week overnight. And um, I remember my mom would work really hard at, at um, cleaning the house. Um, along with, you know, caring for seven kids and keeping kids with special needs in the house. I mean, she just was, she was the, the, the quintessential one-armed wallpaper hanger who was just always going. And I remember my, my one night, my, uh, my dad came home and it was always this, this big welcoming committee with all the littles, you know, all of us kids would run over to see dad and hug him and like, Oh my gosh, so good. And mom was just like relieved, like, Oh shoot. Finally I get some help. And, um, cause he'd go home like six, seven o'clock at night and then he changes clothes. And I remember my mom saying to me, you know, Kobe, no, it, this precedes it. She would like clean, like mop and sweep the floor. And she did it one night and my dad came in and didn't say anything about it. And then she went up, he went upstairs to change. And she said, Kobe, I just like worked really hard at cleaning the floor and your dad never noticed. So when you're married, you better notice when your wife vacuums the floor. You better notice when she sweeps and mops the floor or cleans the bathroom or makes dinner and say thank you. And so looking back, I was just like, okay, mom, that's just what I do. So Mm -hmm. he does a great job. Yeah, (laughs) I, I, I still like that's just in me to do that. But looking back, what I realized was is that my mom was needing verbal affirmation that she was good enough and she was earning that in her own way, right? Earning that by cleaning the house, caring for the kids, and then waiting for my dad to make an observation about that, which so the, he never did. But the, the enmeshed part of that was your mom She's saying- using me. Yes. Your mom saying clean the house, is that's a good thing. Yeah. Clean the yeah. house, go. That's a great thing. Um, your mom using you to vent mm-hmm. yes. using, rather than dealing with it with her husband. And, she was and coming to me. She was going to you and she was, she was relying upon you. And, and what Kobe, what did that do to you? Brandon, I didn't, I didn't know. I, well, no, no, I, I'll tell you exactly what it did with me is that it developed this disdain for my dad. 
Uh, interesting. Where um, I would see you the things that he stuff. didn't do. Yeah, I totally took out my mom's stuff because we were so, the relationship was so enmeshed with my mom. Again, I grew up in Washington, spoke in Washington, and I remember those conversations taking place up there. But they followed us to Ogden, Utah, where my parents moved us when I was in high school. And I still remember my dad sitting at the at the at the dinner table on Sunday. Everybody's sitting down, and the my mom finally finally puts all the food on the table. My dad sits down at the end of the table, at the head of the table, and he has both of my youngest siblings on either side of him, who are probably like two and four at the time. And um, my and, and my mom says, "Well, Craig." You can ask someone to say the prayer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So let, let let's ask a blessing on the food. So we'd, he'd take care of that, and then immediately he would grab a piece of meat from the plate in front of him, put it on his on his own plate, and then he'd start like cutting the meat, and like just eating. Meanwhile, the the two and four year old are on either side of him, and they don't have anything on their plates, and he's just eating. And away. he's just eating exactly. And I remember as a teenager, and I was probably like tenth grade. I was probably like 14, 15 or something just looking at him with the same disdain that my mom had, yeah, which is like, yeah. what the hell's wrong with you, dude? Like feed your, feed your kids that are next to you, like wake up, be present. And so I, that developed a disdain for my dad that lasted for many, many, many years, just a resentment. Like, but you guys were, you, you and your mom were bonded in oh, that yeah. resentment. Yes. Well, and yeah. the interesting thing that happened was, you know, she's passed on. And now I feel like, Oh, I just didn't understand her. And she didn't understand me. And I think we get each other now. Um, right. and I definitely know she's a part of our lives, uh, in a good way. But for us, I remember, um, right before we moved back to Utah, I remember being like, dang, she calls you all the time. Mm -hmm. And Kobe would tell her all the things, every fight we had, or, this and mm -hmm. ash and so it's almost like it would be like confidants in each but other but they would c commiserate their they're partners doing it to you yeah yes. they're doing it to you yeah. yeah so i really had a hard i didn't have i wasn't set up to be this like come and embrace my wife right because they only and i remember saying that like they only hear the bad things about me they don't ever hear the good about me and so yep. and then i was showing up in betrayal trauma so they really only saw that the I was the trauma. worst <laughs> mean, horrible Ashlyn. Totally. Yes. So I yeah. learned from that, like many things. Right. But I appreciate you saying that Ashlyn, because I actually really never connected those dots, but what you said is entirely accurate. And I would, I really would like my mom was like my close friend mm -hmm. commiserate with her. And, right. but so my mom would be like mom, but like friend, Yeah. but more mom than friend. And so it was a total, it was a total disaster how we interacted. And so, it, and, and the more time that went on and Ashlyn and I had, you know, more fights, the more I would be like, mom, like, I don't even like, here it is again. So it wasn't fair in any way, Ashlyn, to you, because what my mom, because of the enmeshed relationship I have with my mom, it was never modeled to me how to constructively have conversation. I never observed constructive conversation between partners. Right. Okay. I saw logistical efforts and coordination, but I didn't see how conflict was to be handled. And I didn't see how one would ask for what they needed and another one would, would sit and listen and, and, and see the reason and accommodate. You learned coordin coordinated resentment. <laughs> right. That's this awesome. Is how you, this is how you resent. This is, you know, you, 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 and you know what? Your mom probably loved that you would go to her and vent. Oh yeah. Ashlyn. That probably felt yeah. really good to her. Right? Well, and mm -hmm. I remember not 
I mean, I had no idea what enmeshment was. And so I couldn't put into words what I was feeling. I also didn't know how to use a feeling well back then. Um, but I would, I was just mad or like your mom is just, she's so mean to me, Kobe. Why don't you notice how, when she says these mean things, passive aggressive comments and the like, and he would just be like, what you're, are you talking you're about? crazy, Ashlyn. And like, my mom is not like that. And I'd be yeah. going, am I crazy? Like, I swear she was said this thing and it was very rude. And of course I came, I, I became very adept at defending my mom. Right. Brandon. Cause it's like automatically well, yeah. automatic, yeah. but, but here's the thing. So I, I actually have, I think I have an incredibly healthy relationship with my mom. Like our boundaries are really good. She actually hardly ever calls me and I don't call her, but we love each <laughs> other a ton and like really good, healthy relationship with my mom. But, but my family system overall mm. was enmeshed and we were all supposed to think a certain way. We were all supposed to do a certain thing. We'd gossip. We'd talk behind in-laws backs a lot. We, all that stuff would happen. And from my experience being raised in an enmeshed family, um, what, when, when the in-laws or my wife would come into the system, it wasn't that, you know, what they would reflect back was true. It was that they were wrong. They uh, were broken. We were right. Like, I didn't realize I was even in this system. I was so a part of it. And it took me a little while to become conscious and aware of. Same. Oh, wow. Like, I, I just would automatically um, operate within that system. And my luckily, I caught on fairly quickly after I got married, but my wife would be like, you know, saying some things. I'd be like, what? Like, huh? What are you talking about? Yeah, is, that's how it was for you, Kobe. It was exactly how it was. It's like, why don't like, what are you talking about? Like my mom and I are good. Like she's my mom. Of course she's supposed to help me. And Ashlyn always, you know, sling the, the scripture at me from like the old Testament, like cling unto your, your wife, let your parents and, go <laughs> and none else. And it was like, well, screw you because they're not mean to me like you are. And so I'm going to go. It's She said, it was, Kobe, the nursing is over, right? <laughs> Stop it, Kobe. Stop it. Yeah, exactly. But it, but it really was for many, many years, this, this really, um, this really hard conversation that would bubble up and, and, and this isn't super, this isn't fair at all. Not super fair, but this is totally not fair to Ashlyn, but we spent a lot of time. We were living about five hours from my family in the first number of years, probably first five, six, seven years, we would go to my family's house a lot. Um, probably a couple times a, a, a month and stay for the weekend. And um, it was Whoa, just like that repeated. Is a that is a lot. It is a lot. But driving it that was, far, that is yeah, a lot. Totally. So, so it was just like this continual, um, this continual exercise of maintaining enmeshment while yeah. Throwing well, Ashland under the bus, uh, not intentionally, of course. No. It's just like this is, like you said, that was our family system. That was how our family operated. Well, right? and here's how I felt in that. So one, I had betrayal trauma because we were already dealing with the the secrets and the the lying. Okay, um, but I felt really needy, and so when I would say, "Hey, I need you," when if we're gonna go spend time with your family, can you like? be a part of me. Like, I don't want to yeah. be left alone in the room because th they say things that make me feel really uncomfortable or whatever. Right. Um, I was young. I, we didn't really know how to function great. Right. Um, but Kobe 
that that's taken even time for us to figure out of how to show up for each other as yeah. partners, um, in that dynamic with family or with friends or whatever. Um, but I just, I felt crazy. I felt alone. I felt needy. Um, I felt like a jerk, you yeah. know, why I was being really judgmental of their relationship. Um, his sweet mom never got to know me Yeah. because yeah, from the get go, I wasn't, I don't feel like who I really am. And she passed away before Kobe was able to, you know, come even remotely close yeah. to healthy. <laughs> Really? Like, yeah. Oh, so she, I mean, she definitely before. knew about Kobe's, some of mm -hmm. what was going on and she would try to support him in that, but she never even got to see where, you know, Kobe is today. Right. When, when he's, uh, there's a, there's a, a book by Ken Adams. I think it's called when he's married to mom, mm -hmm. um, which is a good title. So when he is married to mom, let's, let's kind of talk about that. You, you said, Ashton, you felt like a jerk. You felt like, you know, what is the feeling as a spouse when, when there is this overattachment to mom, um, you feel, you feel like you don't have a voice, you feel unseen, mm -hmm. you feel like you are a jerk and that they're acting as if you are a jerk and like, well, and here's this narrative that I, I still have is like, you're not choosing me. Like you yeah. chose me when we got married, but you don't choose me. Yes. That's what you, it felt like. You choose to placate mom. And, and to make her happy and to turn mm -hmm. toward her and to t tell her how you're feeling over me, over connecting and attaching to me. Um, now, now, I see the other thing, uh, the other way around happens sometimes where the spouse will wedge between a close relationship with a, a mom um, to, to try to um, have them prove their love. Like, I want you to push your mom really, 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 really far away to show me how much you love me. And I, I, that's not healthy either, right? Um, healthy boundaries is what needs to happen where you're boundaried with your mom and you're honest and you're connected to your spouse at the same time. So it, it's interesting because one of the gals in the same group, we talked today and she said, okay, we're, we're trying to be boundaried as a couple this time, not just her. And right. so they say, hey, this doesn't work. This is our home no more cleaning, no more coming and cooking. Yes. And it's still happening. And I told her, okay, well, think about it. She's this adult woman who's never been told, no, this right. doesn't work for me. So right. it's going to take some practice. And so I said, the more that you can show up as a partnership in this boundary, the better it's going to go. She's going to push back because it's like, what are you doing? And you're c coming between me and my son. This doesn't work, right? If boundaries tear apart the enmeshed relationship, that relationship will change and it will be affected. There's no way around it. Um, and chances are the, the partner who, who wants to be enmeshed, but now there's boundaries there, they'll start to get angry. They'll start to get manipulative. Mm -hmm. They'll start to push. It's, it's interesting. They, they've talked about, hey, don't come clean our house, but she's still cleaning the house they need to actually have a boundary mm -hmm. and they're still at that point where actually having a boundary is so scary because when they actually do say, I'm sorry, but you need to put the dustpan away. And if you don't, then we're going to have to ask you to leave. Right. That that's uncomfortable. That right. There's like, ah. yeah, no one wants to do that. And they probably know that she'll freak out, but they need to start letting her freak out a little bit so that they can maintain their space and their safety together as a couple. 
So okay, boundaries so, is not easy. No, it's not easy. And it's, yeah. Okay. So Brandon, let's say I'm listening to this episode and maybe I'm realizing I have some sort of enmeshed relationship going on. Mm-hmm. My eyes are open or maybe my partner, I'm seeing it in my partner. Now what? Okay. If you're seeing it in your partner, go to them and tell them how unhealthy they are and how they need to change everything. That will go super well. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll um, just stop and sing praises to your name. And hug you. Thank Why you for you... telling me. Yes, oh, I have no idea. So I want to do this right away for yeah. sure. Yeah. I want to choose you. <laughs> so, so really, um, if, if you're seeing this in yourself, um, I hate to tell you this, but it could be one of the hardest things you ever do to shift from. So, so let me just, let me explain one thing really quickly. A family system, when it comes to cohesion, there's, there's a continuum. And on one side of the continuum is, is independence. It's disconnection. On the other extreme is enmeshment. Mm -hmm. So in between is, um, there's, there's connection and there's separation. So, so you have some connection, but you're also yourself and you're separated. That equilibrium of connection and separation is the healthy place. So if you're trying to go from enmeshment to just healthy connection with a little bit of separation, it's going to be excruciatingly hard. And I hate to say that. I wish I could say it's easy. <clears throat> but you have been controlled and manipulated into this system your entire life. It's been set up so that you become this thing. Your parent has in some ways been narcissistic and they have used you if you're in an enmeshed system, they've used you for their own benefit. When you become an adult, you realize, you know what? I'm done being used. And oh, by the way, my spouse doesn't want me to be used and either. And they're kind of reflecting that back. And you say to your parent, your very own parent, who's, who's conditioned you into this system, you say, no more. I'm done with that. That doesn't work for me. Um, it's really, really, really uncomfortable and but but the more you do it the more you realize you're not going to die you can do that you can be separated from your family system and still be worthy of love at the same time in fact you can actually create real love um if you're able to have those boundaries so when i say excruciating it's going to take some courage it's going to take some some strength and i'd say get some support from other people that love you who know what's healthy and can say, yes, yeah, step into this, have these boundaries with your mom, come Thanksgiving, do this instead of what you'd normally do. What's your truth? Own that truth with her, follow through with that truth and live that truth with her. Um, it's going to be hard, but you can do this. And as you do it, your relationship with your mom's going to change and it might feel like it's getting worse before it starts to get better. That's likely how it will go down. And what's interesting about our situation is, my mom passed before we could even get to that mm -hmm. before we could even get to that. And, um, we did establish some boundaries with her prior to her death, like the months leading up to it. Um, in, 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 in very preliminary ways, but what I, looking back, what I realize is, is that, um, there was so much of, my identity wrapped up in my mom and how she thought 
I was, what she thought of me. Mm. And there was a lot of identity that my mom had of herself based upon my interactions with her. Totally unhealthy. Um, but, but it was like I couldn't fully function on my own without my mom. And that's not, that's not how... I mean, it's like my mom's not going to go into the, te- the, you know, the testing center and take a test with me. She's not going to like sit down and, um, you know, I'll be allowed to do that. But excuse me, I need to get to the point where I can <laughs> study my own self <laughs> and take my own test without mom. And that's just an analogy of like, I couldn't deal with conflict without involving my mom. I couldn't and didn't understand how to do that on my own because my mom was so involved in that. And what happened upon her passing is something that is, is, is unique to us in that way because we didn't have to have that conversation. But what I will say is just because my mom had passed doesn't mean that Ashlyn and I built these, um, doesn't mean that Ashlyn built, actually all of a sudden had this trust that really existed with my mom before. I had to actively choose Ashlyn. I had to learn right. to choose you. And, and even after she passed, Ashlyn, I know it took years and I'm, 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 I mourn the fact that it, that, that that's where it was because the, the price that I had to pay was not having full trust and safety with Ashlyn or even, no, I, I, I mean, full trust and safety. I didn't have trust and safety in that specific way with you because my mom was in between us. Well, and I think and that wasn't fair to you. Well, and I didn't understand back then how to express what it was what it was feeling like, what right? Was going on. And so when we know better, we do better and yeah. we have done better. But um, so I, I feel bad for the people who have to have these conversations I know. with their family members, whether they're mom or dad or whatever the case is, because I'm just thinking like, how hard would that be with well, my mom? And it would be really, really we've hard. We've done actually. a little bit with more my family dynamic. And for me, just a big part of it was a huge, huge shift in our relationship when Kobe had my back with both our families. Yeah. Like I knew going, I enjoyed a trip to his family parties or family events because I now know he's got my back. I know yeah. that when I say, Hey, I'm ready to go. He's, he's like, we're on it. Like whatever works for us as yeah. a partnership, he's got my back. Like I have his. And Doesn't when that, that feel good. Yes. Totally does. It was really hard for me to explain to him. Like I wasn't getting that. I knew that when I would go there, I would feel more alone and really disconnected. And when we would leave, I would feel, you know, I'm triggered and I don't know why. Um, so it was a big deal. And even more recently with my own family, you know, Kobe stood up for me when I was attacked and, and that's never happened in the 21 years we've been together. And, you know, it was like, you go deal with your own family, but it was a big deal for my partner to say, Hey, that's not okay. Absolutely. I love it, Kobe. Yeah. It it took a, it took a really long time to get to that place. And I really regret that, 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 I mean, that me setting up for you with your family only has recently taken place. And and that's one of those big regrets that I have. Uh, And and yet, at the same time, what I do know is I, I know now what it feels like to have your back and to say, I've got you, like I'm here with you, I'm by your side with my family or with yours. And when, when th- that brought a different dynamic to our relationship, when I finally could say, 
all right, I know that I've been wonky with your family and with my family, but I'm going to show up now. Mm-hmm. It was just this really strange, but really wonderful and sweet evolution. Mm-hmm. And it was, it wasn't this huge evolution, but it was profound. But it really. was, it made a giant impact on our trust re- relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The trust and safety yeah. that I had been lacking for so many years, really like 20 years mm-hmm. that has found like footing the, uh, the level of enmeshment um, kind of dictates the the level of space and separation that you need. So let me explain. Okay. If I'm extremely enmeshed with my mom, like extremely, that means I might really need some space from her. I might really need some separation and not out of spite or anything like that, but she might really, really, really try to keep cleaning my house, to keep telling me what to do in my marriage, to keep guilt tripping me all the time. And I might get to a point where I say, mom, our relationship is only going to happen when I call you. Other than that, please don't call me. Now that seems harsh. That seems like Mm -hmm. you're doing what you're not supposed to separating from your family. You're not doing that out of anger and fear. You're doing that out of love, Uh, love for myself. I need to have some boundaries. And because we're so enmeshed, I need more space. Yeah. Um, And, and that sounds so well, I know because I'm doing it. It's so hard. It's so uncomfortable. But for me, I do need that space to find clarity and to yes. find really where my heart is and not where my emotions are being like dictating the show. Uh, absolutely. Okay. Question for you guys. Um, can you love your spouse, like really support them and love them and love your enmeshed parent at the same time? Oh, Yeah. As long so, as you're boundaries, you can. Okay. Well, so you, like there's more love <laughs> for me because there's less resentment. There's less resentment with Ashlyn and I, if I can in a, in a boundary way with my enmeshed parents say, actually, we're, we're not going to come for this holiday event or we won't be coming for this Sunday dinner. And we'll sounds we'll, like you're we'll punishing know. them. Are you loving them, Kobe? Yeah. Yeah. And again, because only because, when I can, when I can create distance, healthy distance in between, healthy dance space in between my parents and I, that removes that layer of resentment that exists with. But Ash but and Kobe, I. they might say, but that's not how we do love in our family. Like you don't have space. You don't. You don't have this boundary. Like you're not coming for Thanksgiving. Like you piece of crap, son. Which you know? yes, I, I let, me, let me respond to that though okay. in real time, just as an example. Mom and Dad, I know that this is new. I know that we've never done this before, but this is going to be the best scenario for me and for my family to not come. Fine. We don't love come. you. You know what? Okay. Don't ever, don't ever come. I, I know that's going to be upsetting mom okay. and I, and I'm okay with that being upsetting. <laughs> and it's, it, it's not out of hurting you. It's not out of like trying to spite you, but I just, it's important that you know that from here on out, we have to do our own love thing. It. Love it. Well, and we started with little things like, um, we stopped staying at his parents' house and we started getting a hotel and that was a big problem. Like, why would you do that? You have a free room right here. Um, but that gave us space and that was so healthy to be able to say it, you know, after dinner, we're going to the hotel, we're going to go and do our thing. And it was healthier for all of us in the end, but it was deeply uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. I I just want to really, really drive home. It's not, with enmeshment and it creates this, your spouse versus them or your mm-hmm. spouse. And, and, and if you fall into that trap, 
then you start to play those games and and you can absolutely love your your mom and your spouse at the same time even if your mom's extremely unboundaried and unhealthy um you have compassion for why she's that way but have boundaries with her at the same time and love her for for who she is but have boundaries with her at the same time and it's not your spouse versus your mom now your mom might come back and say well you're just choosing her over me um or vice versa love them both be boundaried with the enmeshed parent though so mom, i'm gonna love you as my mom and i'm gonna love my partner as my partner those absolutely. are different types of love we're gonna have different, different types relationships. of relationships yes yes well thousand yeah. percent that's that's um don't be afraid either if you're gonna exert some some boundaries don't be afraid to just repeat yourself and in, in in a calm way oh broken like, record it yes yeah. broken record it's just like no mom i just want to restate this like i love you and I'm also you going to love do me. Thanksgiving you love me, you on my own. No, you don't love me. Mom, love my me. love <laughs> doesn't doesn't start and stop with your turkey and your stuffing. <laughs> my love spans far beyond a meal, but I'm going to do me. And I'm going to ask that you respect the fact that I'm going to do us. And we can get together another time. But But really, this is about our family creating what's ours. Right, right. That's so, not easy. And I know that I don't have to say that to my mom because she's passed on. Heaven rest her soul. <laughs> mom, I love you. But um, but I know that my mom would get over that. I know she would she would learn to accept yeah. it and she, she would be okay was with it. when we started, you know. Yeah. My so. guess is, is she's listening now and she's grateful that that you are the man who you are, Kobe, and that like she would want you to have boundaries with her. Well, and that's the thing is I think any parent when they zoom out is going to want you to be successful in your relationship. Yes. And so if you're being boundaried to create a successful relationship, if they can like sit in that, they're going to be like, Oh, this makes sense. I need right. to be in my relationship, not yours. Right. Very so. true. Very true. This was good. Um, I hope it helped maybe open some eyes into maybe what's going on that didn't make sense before. You know, it's perfect time for us to have this discussion. Uh, we just finished it's Thanksgiving. Christmas is right around the corner. You're, you're you know, hanging out with house in houses with each other. Hopefully, not getting COVID together. Hopefully, um, but a good opportunity to practice some good talks and good boundaries and and uh, yeah, just go do this stuff. So it works if you work it. Yes. It works if you work it. <laughs> Guys, thanks for being here. If you haven't yet, pop over to iTunes, leave us a review, and write us love to have you uh, give us some feedback there. Thank you. See you, thanks, guys. guys.